everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. JJ, last week I was talking with a really great client of mine. I've been working with her for a couple of years. Mm. And um, she, like many of us, is a very high performer. Mm. She's just like she sees a problem and fixes it. She's kind of known in the whole division as the go-to person. For everything, like the the person of action. Yep, the person right? that can make it happen, get it right? done. Yeah, right? she's one of the most senior people, and she's had multiple roles in the organization, mm. and now she's in leadership. And in the course of our years working together, because she's such a high performer, and because she knows how to fix everything, mm-hmm. she does. Mm. She does. Yep. and it's coming at a huge emotional cost to her. Because it's so, too much. Because yeah, it's too so much. My observation or slash also experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being in the in that kind of role sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like everyone starts looking at you, right? Like yep. there's problems, all eyes on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um when things are going sideways, it's like, oh, that person, like yep. we don't even try to fix it as a team. We just know pile it on. Exactly. Right? She'll exactly. fix it. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and then there's like like the organization almost forms this like mm-hmm. habit around these mm-hmm. almost like superhero yeah. people in our organizations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the and it's, they just keep and and because they are high performers, they just keep on delivering these heroics all the time. Yeah. It's like the you know what it is. It's the working org chart, not the documented org chart. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. And and the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I think we have, um, I think we all participate like this sometimes in our in our jobs, mm-hmm. where yeah, I, we get I in these phrase, mindsets. Yeah, yeah. I had this phrase for a while because we had a few people on my team that would do this all the time, mm-hmm. and um, like I would I would tell them all the time, heroics don't make heroes, huh? Right, and kind of like that was kind of my way of saying yeah. like, hey. Just because you're like coming in and saving the day constantly doesn't mean you're the hero. (laughs) Or that you should. Or you should. Like the team, you need to have the team. Our team needs to work together to solve these problems. Not you just coming in with your cape on and you're like. (laughs) Even if it's high collared. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like fixing everything here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, like there's a. There's a structure, there's an organization problem with that. And just like a mm-hmm. workload problem is kind of like not fair, right? Yep, exactly. Um, but for that individual, mm-hmm. it is really stressful and exhausting. hard. It's exhausting. Yeah. And yeah. today, there's a lot of pressure for businesses to grow, grow, grow. Well, there always is. But especially now with all of the other things that has been going have been going on, there's a mm-hmm. lot more pressure in businesses after the pandemic. Now we're entering into a recession or certainly we're in bad financial challenges. Yeah, or, or we're worried about it. We're worried about it. So everyone is on high alert. And so mm-hmm. there is this expectation that everyone should be outperforming what they've always done. 
Yeah. So here is this wonderful person who is a rock star, knows how to get everything done, gets tapped to do everything all the time, mm -hmm. and now is being taxed with doing even more. We're growing. So now we have all these new people and you have to show them and you have to do this and mm -hmm. you have to do that. So what we've been talking about a lot in, in our coaching conversations is this idea of just because you see a problem does not mean you should jump in and fix it, right? Yeah. There are a number of things that you can do when you identify a problem, even if you have the capacity <laughs> to fix it yourself. There's a lot of things that you can do instead of fixing. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so easy to just jump in and fix stuff. That's what everybody. Uh, yes. And this person is a very high strategic thinker and delegates mm -hmm. easily. So you put somebody in the same exact category and they're not a delegator. They're, they're a much more detailed person and get huge satisfaction out of personal output. Mm -hmm. It becomes even more challenging to <laughs> let go. Even more challenging. Uh, I, I have someone in mind that I'm going to send this podcast to as soon as we're done recording it. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> no, I know it's no. not me. <laughs> Is it you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know it's not you either. <laughs> but this is the cool reason that I wanted to, I wanted to tell this story today because I see this happening a lot. I always do. But here's what happened for her that was so special. So when she called last week, she said, hey, I just wanted you to know that I wrote Feel Don't Fix mm. on my arm. <laughs> and I did that a whole bunch of times today. And I wow. said, oh, my gosh. Because what we talk about is oftentimes the, you, you sensing what your feelings are because usually people use their feelings as a springboard just enough to jump into action and then they drop their feelings and mm -hmm. they put them away and they don't worry about how they're how they're if they're tired if they're exhausted if they're overcompensating if they're overdoing they don't they don't think about anything like mm -hmm. that they just get this little feeling that says oh i see this problem i should fix this yep. right away i'm going to go do that or else or else and that's where it stops <laughs> yeah. Then they go fix it. Then they're exhausted. And then they keep doing this. And let me tell you, the recipe for this is what you call burnout and quit. Mm -hmm. That's what happens to people yep. if they stay in this place. Yep. They well, burn out and they quit. So what's, what's interesting about what you said is, you know, you said, feel, don't fix, mm -hmm. which is great. And, 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 and you went on to say like, hey, when we have a feeling, Mm-hmm. Our tendency is to jump into action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As quickly that, as we can. Right. And that that is such a natural mm -hmm. thing to do. That's like to me, that is what our brains are sort of designed to do. Yep. Right. Because you know, yep. if anyone's been listening long enough, I always go back to like this this kind of root thing where it's like, what really were our have our brains been designed to do? Before right. we were living in this more modern <laughs> right. environment, right? Right, right. Well, like feeling is was such a key part of survival, right? It's I see a lion, a mm -hmm. huge feeling comes up. Fear. <laughs> Fear. <laughs> yep. And then I spring into action. Right. So like we use feeling as a like a trigger, yeah. a way to get this like early, like the yeah, that's yeah, the first yeah. alarm bell, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
then we can use our logical brain to identify mm -hmm. friend or foe, threat yeah. or not. Yeah. Right. As quickly and then into action. Spring right? into what do we action. do about it? Right. Well, today's environment is so different than that mm -hmm. environment. Right. But we still get all the same triggers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We still get this like quick emotional response to things. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we still get this like urge to spring into action, even though like we might get a feeling of anxiety about our financial reports. Mm -hmm. That does not necessarily mean we need to spring into immediate action into yeah. the spreadsheet. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we hire another that, CPA firm. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we kind of do that so, um, almost on autopilot a bit if we're not yeah. really paying attention. So I love this idea that she wrote, feel, don't fix, which is putting that space yeah. between yep. the feeling and the doing. Do you know what else I think? Yes. And I think that what you're talking about is we have this feeling that, and it triggers us into action, but we have completely missed the real trigger. We have missed the actual trigger, which is what caused the feeling mm. today um, for her. You know, the feeling is, oh, my gosh, look at all this. I can just everything's going. I, I know what's going to happen if I don't fix this. That's mm -hmm. the, that's a common thing that she would yeah. say. Um, but so she's instantly reeling, realizing she's having overwhelming feelings and, mm -hmm. and triggering into action. But the truth of the matter is the real trigger was not her feelings. Her feelings were the response to the trigger. The trigger was here we are sideways again, a bunch of people not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. The organization isn't working the way it's meant to in this group. And that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's not what she's feeling is the trigger. What she's feeling and recognizing first were her own feelings about it. Yeah. I like you're like you're you're peeling the onion a little bit yeah. more yep. into the scenario, right? Yeah. Yep. Which is like she she knows that there's gonna be future problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take care of some of this stuff right now. Yep. Um, so there's like that anxiety. Yeah. Yes. So the reaction that she's having to her own feelings is secondary to all of it. Because mm -hmm. if she if she would allow space a little more, which is what she's now doing, to discern what the feeling is all about. It's like, oh, this department's going sideways again for the fifth time this week. It did 12 yeah. times last week. And I know what happens if I don't put my hand in this, um, then it's going to break even more and yep. more people will be affected. My people will be affected. And so it comes from a very noble place. But this is mm -hmm. what we all do. We get in these spots where we feel trapped, um, that a situation is something and our strong feelings spur us into try to fixing mm -hmm. it. Um, and that's actually not a sustainable method yeah. for long-term systemic problems. Yeah. It's not a sustainable method. It's a, it's a method that is sure to cause straight-up emotional exhaustion, yeah. burnout, and you're eventually not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. It comes out somewhere else. You po poke in somewhere, it's going to poke out somewhere else, as I always say. So what... So I think a lot of us will can really, like, really relate to this yeah. scenario mm -hmm. because whether it's a, a you know work is a great example yep. but this happens at home too oh, right absolutely. you just feel it's like the kids are going every direction mm -hmm. and we're trying yeah. to 
fix all the leaks constantly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. new holes yes. are springing up all over the place. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it can become exhausting. So like the, the thing that I would kind of push back on it, like, I want to hear what you have to say about this mm -hmm. is that it doesn't feel like we can stop fixing. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, it feels like a, like we're trapped. Right. So, and that's going to eventually lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. So how do you stop that cycle? Yeah. You know, it sounds yeah. really nice to say, well, okay, I just, I just won't fix these things. Mm -hmm. But yep. in reality, that sometimes sounds like, well, the kids just won't eat dinner tonight or exactly. we just exactly. won't build that project this, this yep. week. So, and, and none of those are like acceptable outcomes. <laughs> they're not acceptable short-term outcomes, but they are not only acceptable, they're fantastic long-term outcomes. And the reason for it is this. It's like you mentioned, yeah, it does happen in families too. This week I was speaking with another mom, um, client of mine, operations leader. She has two grade school, she and her husband have two grade school age kids that are all of a sudden mm -hmm. now both in soccer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And of course, soccer games start at five o'clock because no one's doing anything at five o'clock, you know, <laughs> yes. and there's no dinner. There's no nothing. Why I have to worry about anything like work transition or, and, and she is very overwhelmed by that. And she's also very specific about what her expectations are. And she always has been, mm -hmm. well, that model isn't really working anymore. So what's yeah. happening is she's still trying to make it work by fixing everything. I'm going to get up earlier. I'll fix the, I'll fix dinner. I'll do this. I'll do that. And, and her husband is very willing to want to help, but he doesn't actually know how he doesn't yeah. know what to do to jump in and be part of that. And so it's the exact same scenario where there's this thing and her reaction is, I see this train coming. And if I don't do something about it, cause I can, I know how, then it's going to go, it's going to derail and yeah. everything's going to fall apart. And my answer to that is, and then what? And this is the question. It's like, and then what? There are natural consequences that occur when you stop trying to be heroic. Yeah. And the immediate, the immediate reactions are, oh my gosh, the kids did not get to eat or have a snack until seven o'clock. That is, mm -hmm. and, and they were really, really crabby and the whole family fell apart and then bath time was thrown off and bedtime right. was bedtime thrown off. Bedtime horrible. Yeah. That just right. it cascades. Right. If the mom in this situation were have to say, would say, I'm not going to do this all by myself. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot more soccer games. We're going to get a lot busier. So everybody's going to participate in fixing this. If you don't, there will be natural consequences. Yep, mm -hmm. you're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. You could pack a snack before dad and I jump and jump to you and get in the car. You could have, you could start doing that. Or the dad, you can start having snacks in the car all the time. Mm -hmm. Like how, how else would you want to solve that? Like transferring ownership a little bit. In the case with work, same thing. It's like, yes, a particular project will fall on its knees. What if you were on vacation? What if you were yeah. sick? What if, what if, what if? Versus let's let the natural consequences of things shake out. Because if there's a systemic problem that people keep experiencing that is causing extreme exhaustion, heroic activities are only pretending and placating and stretching out the truth. Mm -hmm. Right? You are correct. Also, 
I'm not saying <laughs> also, it's fun it's or so, easy. No, it's just so it's I just got it's just so easy to just say, hey, if I just work a little harder here, if yeah. I just put a bit more effort, I can mm -hmm. make this work. I know. It's so easy to do that. I know. I know and, it is. I mean, as you're as you're describing your uh, mm -hmm. your prescription to fixing this problem, the only thing I could think of is like, <laughs> shut yeah, up. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna work harder. Yeah, right. Well, that's what we do. That's what right? we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, I'll just yeah, I just plow through this. I'll just yeah, like more effort from me fixes all these problems. Right. But you're right. They it doesn't. Well, but it's so easy to get into that mindset that it's, if you work harder, you can just get through it. Yeah, because here's the thing is like, while you think it just, oh, well, I dodged a bullet. Our whole group dodged a bullet because I was willing to do that. Phew. The thing is this, it creeps up on a person. Mm -hmm. The stress creeps up on a person. The exhaustion creeps up on a person. It's kind of like the frog in the boiling pot, right? It's hot water yep. at first. The hotter it gets, you don't actually notice for a very long time, um, except you don't start, you don't eat as well as you used to because you don't have time. Mm -hmm. Or you go to bed that night and you start tossing and turning and you never used to do that. Or you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep. Yep. Or you start getting more short with the people at home that you love the most because you got stuff to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the manifestation of not paying attention. It comes well, out somewhere else. Yeah, and I would actually like um, extend those feelings is mm -hmm. like the to me uh again from experience because i have a tendency to go be the hero in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. both these situations mm -hmm. um eventually it turns into resentment yeah, which is a really exactly. harmful emotion mm -hmm. to be right in with your relationships right right like right. especially like your spousal relationship like you have to be very careful about being being the hero or feeling like you're the hero. And then, <laughs> right. Because there's a difference between those two things. <laughs> um, and then letting that resentment creep in like, why am I doing all the work here? Like, right. you know, my spouse isn't doing anything. Like, and then you get this hero <laughs> complex. And, yeah. and um, mm -hmm. that, that it's is a, really harmful to a relationship. Yeah. And in the moment, it feels justified, though. That's yeah, the way you get right. your instant hit. So you were like, yeah, yep. it's super easy to say that. But, you know, there's there's instant reaction to both sides. You keep doing the way that you do it. Inst there's an instant reaction of relief. Like, oh, good. We did. Yeah. Forget it. We got it's, it done. It's done. Yep. Yeah. That instant reaction. But you're actually giving up the long term um, soothing real way of being mm -hmm. versus that instant response. And so I think that that's why it was just such a, I mean, to get, and she had also put it um, on a post-it note on her laptop, mm. feel over fix, because uh, she would feel that ang anxiousness mm -hmm. when she would see something. And what that meant to her when she said feel not fix is that she would simply feel it, notice it, but not jump not jump to the doing part. She just sat and yeah. allowed it, yeah. um, knowing that eventually, maybe not this exact experience, maybe not next week, but pretty quickly that other people would start noticing and try to start doing something different as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, they always, John Maxwell always says, if you're a leader with no followers, you're just some guy taking a walk, <laughs> you know? 
Um, yeah. But it, well, if you allow the whole group to come along with you, that's really when systemic change happens. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, if we stop doing the fixing part, stop jumping in and kind of being a hero, mm -hmm. if we need to get everybody moving in the same direction, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, we'll just go back to the soccer example. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not going to go jump in and do everything, but I need the kids to get their own snacks and I need, you know, mm -hmm. my spouse to cut the orange mm -hmm. slices and, I, yep. you know, but like we <laughs> Ooh, have been a, to soccer. <laughs> yeah, we have an outcome, yeah. right, that we want to achieve. And instead of trying to do all that work ourselves, like you're talking about, you know, basically just delegating the work. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a there's part of it that that you need some amount of influence yes. to, like, get everyone moving in the same direction, mm -hmm. whether it's at home. Yeah. Or it's at the office. How? Yeah. How do you get that influence without again kind of get getting into a state where like you feel like all the responsibility is on you? Yeah. So in the case with soccer, we really did talk about that specific question. It's such a good question. What we did is we started to talk about, okay, what are the key things that you're really worrying about? And you know, well, it's cold. What if they don't have the right clothes? Mm -hmm. Um, what if they don't have the right snacks or they don't have food and they're hungry? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, big picture, you know, you're trying to mo kind of monitor and, and sort of morph what this is right now. So what can you live with? Can you put lawn chairs, blankets, snacks, and bottles of water in your car? Mm -hmm. Can you just keep them in the car so that if people don't do what you're asking them to, you're still covered with the very core basics and you're not going to worry about it because they're all, it's just always in the car. You know, so they're like looking at it from the perspective of what is it that I really care about in this situation that I really can't sacrifice? Mm -hmm. It can't be all of it. It can't be that everybody's at the door 10 minutes early and everybody has their cleats on and nobody's left a shin pad at home yeah, or right. in the backyard or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But but deciding, and even at work, deciding what are the really critical things that I personally am responsible for, perhaps, in your job? What are, what's What am I being measured on in this scenario? Mm -hmm. And can I make sure that I've got that piece covered? If I've got that piece covered, um, then I can suggest to the other people, this is kind of what I'm offering, and and then allow some dialogue. Because people are going to do things differently and still get to the same outcome often. Yeah. A lot of times well, we just have such a specific picture in our head that we're just not willing to give up a little of that control or that image of what that perfection looks like. And yeah, so that's and part you, of it. You said it at the beginning. There is like, there's this idea, especially at work, but I, I'd say it probably applies at home too, because I've seen it. I've seen it happen here too. It's like our expectations keep getting more and more and more. Yep. Right. They they build or like yes. our, yeah. the amount the story that we're we telling need to ourselves. Well, and even like the workload or the amount we need to deliver mm -hmm. at work keeps on going up and up and up. It's like yeah. And it's like a, a ratchet yeah. tightening, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Until yeah. you are so overwhelmed with yes. work mm -hmm. you just can't get out of it. So there's probably a whole nother podcast, but like getting back to like what's a reasonable mm -hmm. workload. Yeah. What's a reasonable amount of things we can be engaged in as a family at home? Like, mm -hmm. can all ki all three kids be in two sporting events 
in the spring? All no, like we can't. Like they want to, but we can't. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. what are the what are the or what is a reasonable amount of workload at home and right. at work? And right. how do we right make sure that we think about what that should be and yeah. and hold ourselves and everyone around us to the expectation of what we can actually produce. Yeah. And I think too is here's the thing, like in family life, your kids are every year different than they were the year before. And in your job, every year your job is different than it was before, even mm. if it feels the same way. So what yeah. happens is we go to when we get anxious or we get stressed out or we get mad about something, we tend to go more detailed. We tend to start looking at the way we've solved things before and we try to get more and more and more specific, thinking mm -hmm. that's going to fix it. But what actually happens then is the more specific you go, you're corkscrewed into the ground and you're not seeing any other options mm. because of it. So I always say at that stage, again, go general. Start asking different questions. Like you're talking three kids with two sports. Well, the likelihood of when you made the decision last time when the kids were in too many, not you, but families, yeah. Um, or maybe you, I don't know. When there are too many sports going on with too many children, two parents can only be in certain spots. Yep. But that's a very specific, detailed approach. What if, again, you looked at it as a more global approach? It's like, oh, this year it might be different. One of our kids is driving or we have this neighbor that's in the same sport. I wonder if there's other parents that we could set up like a, an emergency rideshare situation. Hey, once in a while, We'd love it if you could take our kid. We'll do the same for you. Or, oh, this kid drives this time, so he should or she should drive the other kid. to. So going more general all the time, even at work, it's like, this is how we've always solved it. But sometimes stopping and saying, just because those are the details of last time. And this is a yeah. chronic issue we seem to deal yeah. with every week. But when's the last time we looked at it? And a more global yeah. perspective is, is this actually even the right thing we should be doing anymore? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going I, more I, global. Yeah, you you even actually kind of started doing the detail thing in our conversations. Like, hey, if we have too much to do, what we should do is be more prepared, have checklists, run, yep. you know, run everything more precisely, right? But you're actually saying do the opposite of that. Yes. Like, go say, should we be actually doing all of these things in the first place? Right. Instead of trying to get more precise about the execution yeah. of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're inserted in that spot as the, as the role model, as the leader. And perhaps that's one of the first questions is, should we be setting this up in a different way where one person isn't so globally responsible for all yep. things? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of ways it's, but getting into that sense and really recognizing your feelings, I think is the key to starting that dialogue completely. Yep. I love it. I'm going to write feel, don't fix on my arm. Maybe we should get tattoos of that. <laughs> yes. T-S-A-J, <laughs> feel, not fix. <laughs> Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers. <laughs>